Good morning and welcome to Thank the Maker. This is KCL's premier creativity talk show. Um, we're here with you live at the top of Bush House, broadcasting uh, from the media suite. And uh, today we're going to talk about creativity and uh, really all that comes with it. Um, we've got a special guest today, Bella Kennedy. Um, Bella Kennedy is a lot of things, uh, but primarily I brought her on the show to talk about cinematography, photography, and uh, all the other ographies that we can think of. Um, yeah, so she's here in studio. Uh, we're going to have a chat and talk about her thoughts on creativity um, and, and all these things. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. I'm your host, Clay Ballard. Uh, we'll be here over the next half an hour or so, a little bit shorter today, but that's okay. Um, and yeah, sit back, enjoy. We'll be right back with you. Great. Thank you so much for being here with me this morning, Bella. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure thing. <laughs> so um, it was a really last minute ask just to kind of preface this. I had another guest book for the slot and then uh, he canceled like last minute. And then I reached out to you and you you came through. So yeah. thank you so much. Of course. Anytime. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I wanted to talk to you because we're actually currently working on a project together, mm -hmm. um, Database, uh, which is a film that we're doing through FilmSock, and Bella is my cinematographer for that. So I was yes. like, who is creative that I know and is around <laughs> and could talk to? Um, so yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that and really like anything else you do creatively. Um, so yeah, fill me in on the gaps. What is it that... You do, what do you consider yourself? Do you consider yourself a cinematographer? Do you consider yourself a photographer? What do you, yeah. Oh, good question. Um, I like to kind of keep myself occupied with lots of different things at once. Great. My main thing is probably cinematography. Um, I've been into it since I was like a young teenager. And I also really love writing. Um, and I do a lot of photography as well. So yeah, lots of ographies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but those are like kind of like, that's like my trio. Like, cool. That's like the thing. Right. And have. you do a lot of, at least from my preliminary research, you do a lot of like gig photography at the yes, moment, I right? Do. And like yeah. event stuff. Yeah. Um, what's that like? How's that? It's really good. So I do it when I'm back home, when I'm not at uni. Okay. Um, so it's nice and local. I know a couple people that like need me when they do like pub gigs, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so I'll just come along, shoot some bands, get my paycheck, cool. you know, edit the pictures. So is, cool. is that, I guess that's kind of like a, a place that you can practice your craft and Definitely. get paid for it? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Best cool. of both worlds. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like there's a lot of room to be creative in those kind of scenarios? Because I feel like the kind of classic trope of a photographer is they get good at their craft and then they become a wedding photographer and that's kind of like where their mainstream of income is. And then they like maybe practice the more artsy stuff on the side. Do you feel like that's true for you? Whereas like this freelance stuff is kind of the practice, but not necessarily at art or are they one and the same? Um, that's a really good question. I would say that it's been really good for me over like the past year or two since I've started doing it to really help practice and kind of like right. improve my skills 
in an environment where it's not too high pressure and I also am getting a little bit of money for it. Like, yeah. I really love that. Um, it's not like my main thing and I don't think I could ever see myself doing something where it would be my main sure. thing, but it's always going to be something that I'm really interested in and will more likely be like side projects and like if something comes up that's relevant that I really am enjoying, then I will do it then. Like, Got it. That. Got it. And you're, yeah. you are studying film here at Kings. Yes. Yeah. So what, I guess, what's the career trajectory you see for yourself then? Mm, I would probably say cinematography. Yeah. Um, I think it's just my favorite thing. Like I remember when there was a shift between like just watching films and then watching films that I found really beautiful right. and pretty. And then that that was all I fixated on for a while. And then I realized, oh my gosh, like I love anything to do with cameras and I love storytelling. So this is where I want to be. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had this conversation with my dad a while ago, but he always contended to me that he hated watching behind the scenes footage because when he watches a movie, then it kind of ruins it for him. It takes the magic away. Do you find that kind of your knowledge of the craft and you're like observing the technical aspects of it ruins narrative stuff or how does it work for you? Yeah, I think, oh gosh, it really depends on like the story and yeah. the genre. Sometimes I'm such a nerd and I'm so into knowing how they did it that I want to, you know, absorb all the info right. I can. Um, like I remember when I was younger and I used to watch like all the behind the scenes of like Doctor Who and that kind of yeah. thing just because I was so interested but there are other stories I think that are so beautiful or um, films that are so well crafted that I've enjoyed it so much just as the finished product that I will kind of leave my relationship with it there sure. and not dive further. Yeah. So I think it really depends. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, for me, it, I get just so much enjoyment out of the, the product as a whole. Mm -hmm. Like if it's narratively interesting, that's kind of like almost a separate category. So yes. like, yeah, if a film's beautiful, it's beautiful. Like, I, I don't give a shit about the story. <laughs> but if it's beautiful and has an amazing plot and it's well acted, it just kind of becomes this cumulative whole. Um, yeah, really interesting. But uh, yeah, I love that behind the scenes stuff. It's, it's makes it almost more magical to me, the final product. Definitely. I love how I'm still so um, interested in all of it. And like, I find it so crazy that stuff like horror still like scares the bejeebies out of me, yeah. even though that I know it's all constructed. Right, right. Like you think that I would kind of not be faced by it anymore. Sure. But it still, it always surprises you. And that's why I love being on set and working behind the scenes on films. Like I can't think of anything more fun to do. Yeah. It's just such a fun process, like from beginning to end. Awesome. So if I can make a career out of that, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is your favorite genre of film? Um, and, and are there like, is like, do you have like a favorite technical genre and then like a favorite genre that you enjoy? Oh, I love a psychological thriller. Okay. Um, stuff like, you know, if you've ever seen Nightcrawler, that kind yeah, of thing. Great film. Um, I love anything that leaves you feeling anything that first of all opens up a conversation. Uh -huh. So it's not even like the end of the film is the end of the film. Like it keeps living on. Right. Um, or anything. Yeah. Anything that just gets you thinking or makes you like evokes like a strong emotional response. Right. I think that's what I really look for when I watch a film. Have so, you seen yeah. paranoid or sorry, not paranoid, um, uh, parasite. I have. Yeah. Yes. I went to the bounce screening of it last really? Thursday. It blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it too. Incredible. This is like Insane. the first thing that popped into my mind as you were talking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so good. Any listeners out there, please check out Parasite. 
it got a nod for Best Picture as well. And, I mean, did. we'll see what happens during the Oscars. But. I really hope it is my personal choice to win. Mine too. Um, they did amazingly, I think it was at the SAG Awards. The yeah, yeah. Um, which is really good to see. And I'm a massive fan, especially since coming to King's. I've gotten so into Bong Joon-ho's yeah. work. I think he's incredible. Do you have any other favorites of him? Um, I love Snowpiercer, okay, personally. Yeah. Um, and Oja is also really great. Right. I was, I was just thinking of those two. Snowpiercer was a bit too off the wall for me which oh, is great it's like his style so you kind of just have to take it or leave it yeah um but okja i guess that's how you say it i love yeah. it was fantastic amazing because i don't know if you can tell from my nightcrawler recommendation right. as well but i love jake jenhol yeah <laughs> so that was a really great watch for me as well yeah um so uh kind of a question i asked everyone that i bring on the show mm-hmm. is um do you consider yourself a creative individual I, yeah, I guess so. I think I've always been into writing stories and storytelling and I was always reading and watching films and whatnot. And it's kind of always been a part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side, I feel like I was always someone that did pretty good at school and I have quite like an analytical brain. So I always feel like there could have maybe been other avenues for me and I feel like maybe I could have kind of shifted towards other stuff right but the fact that I've stuck with it all I think does ring true to me that yeah I guess I am yeah a creative person with that kind of mindset yeah that's just how my brain works I guess no the the reason I, I love asking that because some of the most creative people that I know often don't consider themselves creative mm. or and not to say like there's anything wrong with either choice or like they acknowledge it and they're readily available to acknowledge it. And so I just I just think it's interesting why people think they themselves are creative or not. Um, but yeah, um, I guess the other questions I wanted to go into were more cinematography focused. Um, this one's super specific, okay. but there's been kind of ongoing conversations in the film world about um like the the cinema experience and what's like true and what's not whatever that means but <laughs> yeah. there's all these conversations about like the death of film versus the rise of digital right. do, you, do you have any say in this debate do you have any standing oh well i have only ever really been like a digital gal yeah um i do have like a film photography camera and i hate that i'm not as clued up on actual film yeah as i wish i was um, but every camera I think I've owned has been digital. Uh, I, I one think it photography is one. such a dismissive debate because yeah. digital has really opened the doors to so many people to get in 100%. to the industry. Yeah. That's the only reason I was able to do like my gig photography right? or anything that I've done. Just like I'll, I'll do like photo shoots for my friends just for fun and just to like put content online. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I wasn't able to just easily get a digital camera yeah. like, for Christmas or, yeah. you know, and it, myself. it's not to say film's bad. It's just like they're both interesting categories and like, I don't know, I, just, I don't think one is better than the other or vice versa. Yeah, I think it's really nice to live in like a time where we do have both and there That's is so very much true. choice. Yeah. Um, like I actually went to see Uncut Gems last week as well at mm-hmm. the Prince Charles Cinema. Yeah. Um, and it's so nice to go to a screening where it is like 35 millimeter. Right. There's something really special oh, about for it. for sure. So it's so nice, like for creating like the accessibility of digital, but also for presentation and going to the cinema, you still have that choice. Yeah. 
Um, and also, I think The Lighthouse was also shot on film, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. I saw at the film festival. Have you seen that? Oh my gosh, amazing. Okay, this is a sin. I'm really bad about this, but I'll often start movies and make it like halfway through and then have to pick it up later. Mm-hmm. It's made for some really interesting watches. Um, like with Parasite, I actually paused the film for the day when I, this, when I reached them, uh, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> to pause or like skip, I'll give a time to skip to, um, uh, when they're at the table drinking, mm-hmm. yep. I think that's like a few enough details. I paused there. And then when I resumed the next day, the movie was a totally different movie. That's was, exactly when it changes. Yeah, it was yeah. such an interesting break to choose. Um, but yeah, it's, it's led to some interesting like film watches and it's, I probably shouldn't do it, but that's where I'm at with the lighthouse. Oh my God. I paused like 20 minutes into it. I'm very excited to resume or probably just rewatch the whole thing. I can't imagine taking a break during yeah. the lighthouse because it is just <laughs> wild from start to finish. Like, I, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah. The trailer alone, I was just like, oh, I cannot wait to watch it's this bonkers. movie. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely bonkers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Incredible. Um, what are some of the influences uh, uh, on you as a cinematographer? Like whether they're people or film. Um, I know you like psychological thrillers, like you said earlier, but mm-hmm. do you have like a favorite cinematographer? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I remember like watching certain films and just being so distracted by how beautiful they look. Right. I might not be able to remember their names, and I'm so sorry. To no, it's this okay. Out there. Um, one of the films that really stood out to me was Submarine. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Like Richard the... Iota, I think, yes. directed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually met him at the Prince Charles. Really? Film, which was great. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Um, I was way too nervous to tell him how much of an impact Submarine had yeah, on me. Um, yeah. I really wish I had. But I remember watching that and just thinking it was shot so beautifully and it literally like took my breath away and I was so, it didn't even matter about the story. Yeah. And I think that was a turning point for me because I watched that when I was like younger, teenager. Um, some other shots that always stick in my mind. I don't know if you've ever seen The Wicker Man. No, I haven't. The I've original? Seen... No. Okay, no. Not the, no. not the Nick Cage. Nick Cage. No. <laughs> I've only, so I was about to say my only reference for that movie is the, um, GIF that floats around the internet with like Nick Cage and the bees. Yeah, like not that's the my bees. only yeah, that's my only <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah, there's um so at the end of the Wicker Man, it's an amazing watch uh-huh. if you haven't. Um, but it's like this really kind of eerie, kind of culty horror. Um, and at the end they have this large Wicker Man that's set on fire. Yeah. And there's this absolutely amazing shot where the head of the Wicker Man burns down. And then it's like the sunset behind it. Right. And it just like it always just stays in my mind. Right. Um, also in Parasite with, um, you know, the reimagination, spoiler alert, of the ghost that the kid sees. Oh my God. So terrifying. So when we talk about that, me and my girlfriend watched it together. We talk about that, the people and trying to sell it on people. We don't want to spoil it ever, but like, yeah. people are always like, Parasite, is it a scary movie? And we're like, no, but there's one fucking shot. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading about it afterwards because I was just trying to like, like I said earlier, like soak up all the info on it. Um, cause I felt so out of the loop. I hated everyone talking about Parasite and I hadn't seen it right. yet. So yeah, I yeah. just need to watch it. So when I came home, I was like looking on Twitter at all of these threads and there was this one guy that was like, I can't sleep because of that one shot. Yeah. And everyone in the comments was just posting it. And I was like, it's time to go to bed. This is way too much for me. <laughs> but it's, oh, incredible. It's, it's amazing what a single, frame or really just single cut can can do convey yeah yeah definitely i think because i look for like i said earlier like with the emotive response in within film it's so amazing to 
actually do it so well and make it so successful and get such a response from people when they're watching it. Right. Just just from like framing or whatever shot it is, you know, you can make so much um, meaning without doing much at all. Yeah. And it always, it never fails to surprise me. Another question I had was yeah. on the subject of the director and the DOP. And this is kind of personal because yeah. uh, we're working on a project <laughs> where I'm directing and you're the DOP. Um, what do you, what is like your envisionment? And this is not to say you can't go off the rails and critique me or whatever. <laughs> um, but what is your envisionment of like, uh, of a working relationship between a director and a DOP? Do you see the cinematographer as like solely in charge of the image? Um, or if you see it as more cooperative process, how do you balance vision? How do you strike tone? A really broad question. But yeah, what, what do those conversations look like for you? Yeah, I would say it's definitely a cooperative process. Sure. Um, this is probably the first time I've had like such a professional like relationship between like director and cinematographer because normally I've done like small projects with friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, at least for me, I do see especially in your case, in our case, as you are also the writer of the story. Yeah. I think it's really important to be open and have a lot of communication with the director, with the writer. Sure. All kind of collect your thoughts and see what visions you guys do have for the story. And then I guess just kind of like be aware and take note and respect each other's choices creatively. Of yeah. Because there's no point trying to butt heads or be like, oh, I really think this would work unless you do think and everyone's happy to do that. I think yeah. some sacrifice does have to happen, but as long as everyone's happy with the outcome, that's the most important thing. I, I never see it as like taking creative control. Yeah. Um, I like to think of it, especially with a story like, for example, database, like kind of taking the story and then seeing what you can do with it and then seeing if that's what everyone else had in mind as well. Mm, mm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's really fun to go really crazy and, have all the fun being creative. Sure. But I think you do have to really think at the end of the day that the story is the most important thing and that should always be like at the front of your mind. Right. Yeah. When it comes to communicating and planning and super interesting. Yeah. Um, this, these conversations make me think, um, so I was in a class or a module on creativity last semester and, yeah. and one of the kind of debates that's kind of a little bit outdated, uh, in creativity studies is this idea of the like individual, the creative genius versus like collaborative and social creativity, like the Googles of the world and the Amazons where they have these huge campuses where they output things. Yeah. Um, and the individual idea of creativity, the genius is kind of outdated. This idea that like you get your select Mozarts or David Finchers or whatever mm -hmm. and, and they produce and really when you look at a David Fincher film, when you look at a James Cameron film, even though their name's at the top, you look at the credits, it's... <laughs> like 10 minutes long? Yeah. Yeah, it's so many names. Oh, thousands of people. So, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting to me that people do seem to envision creativity as like a sole individual process mm. when really it's it's so spread out. Especially and, with film. Right, Film is exactly. such a collaborative process. Like, um, yeah, in film studies, we do so much about like author theory mm. and that kind of thing. And there are so many um, amazing directors and creators. That I do think they do have a sense of author because their vision is very similar in all of their work. Right. But that is from the help of people that they collaborate with often that they work well with and they have like amazing editors. Yeah. And it's it takes so much to bring that kind of story to life. And I just I would never want to dismiss that or dismiss someone's hard work. 
Um, and I think film's so fun because you get to work with other people and it is a collaborative process. I don't think it would be as fun if it was just you by oh, yourself for sure. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, as you've probably seen, and so we've got like a million group messages going on oh for this gosh, yeah. <laughs> project because there's like 30 plus people involved, which is not that many for a film. But when you're looking at a student film, it's quite a lot, particularly yeah. when we're like working on student schedules. Um, but yeah, I, I like sent out a million messages to like a million chats because I, maybe it's validation, maybe it's <laughs> de dependency, but I rely on like other people to like bounce ideas off of. And I can't do that in a vacuum. I need people to like, to Gosh, yeah. sound through it. Yeah. Yeah. It would drive you crazy if you're trying oh, to God. do all of that. At yeah. Once. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. No, I think it's so nice to be able to work with people and just have the experience together. Like that's. One thing that I do, that's why I see my writing very separate to like my photography and cinematography, because it is just me writing some words and right. I have no idea how good it is, who will like it, yeah. who it's really for. I'm just doing it anyway. Um, and it's not like I have someone over my shoulder like, oh yeah, do that, do that, change yeah. that. Like it's just me. And it's such a different process. Like it changes the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So tell me a bit more about that. Are you... What formats are you writing in? Are you trying to write screenplays? Are you trying to write short stories, poetry? So I have written a couple screenplays before, um, a couple like back in college, that kind of thing. Um, I've got some ideas, but I need to just put aside the time to right. write them, complete them. Um, I do find writing screenplays quite daunting just because... My God, me too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like just actually constructing a story. Yeah. Like, I feel like I can talk about like characters or like, I guess being a cinematographer, I can think of like certain shots and maybe scenes I want to do. Right. But actually like completing it all and making it coherent is, I think that's such a skill. Anyone that can do that is so, yeah, it's amazing. Like in film studies and really just as like an enjoyer of film, you, you come to appreciate like how well built certain screenplays are Definitely. with their structure and their characters and the arcs. And like you talk about these pieces in isolation, but then you realize when you start to write something that you need to do all these pieces and then bring them together into a coherent whole. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's like, it is daunting to, to use your word. It's, it's a lot to juggle at yeah. once, I feel like. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I also do, um, I've taken a break because of database, but, um, I have recently been on her campus as a writer on there. Oh, amazing. So I've been able to do some really cool articles and stuff. Um, I've had my own film blog before. Just doing like a few reviews on stuff like when like the Bandersnatch film came out, yeah, like Velvet Buzzsaw, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, and I also actually got an article published on the Lush website um, last summer, which was really cool as well. Incredible, yeah, awesome. That that's so, really interesting. So you kind of, at least from what I'm catching, mm -hmm. you you kind of practice your own social creativity with like these bigger projects, but then you have your own individual outlets that are totally yours, totally under your control. And, and writing is a great medium for that, really. Yeah, definitely. I think, like I said, like, I've always been obsessed with, um, like, writing fiction. Like, when I was younger, I used to always write stories. Yeah. Um, and I have written, like, some poetry and that kind of thing as well. But now that I feel like, obviously, I'm a bit more clued up on certain areas, yeah. I really like to kind of, you know, have my opinion out there or kind of just just add to areas that I feel like haven't really been added to before. Right. Um, and it's so nice to kind of like literally use your voice for that. Um, and that's something that's so personal to me. And it's it's very different to film, obviously, because it's not collaborative, but it's so nice to have that balance in my life so I can have all these fun projects with people and then, yeah, go back to doing my own thing as well. Amazing. Yeah. So we've got time for like a couple more questions, one or two. 
one question that I'm really keen to ask is, what do you think the the future of film is? Um, I went to a, like a summit actually here in London called literally Future of Film, and they were talking about what the direction is, whether it's VR, whether it's interactivity, like you brought up Bandersnatch. Um, do you see, I mean, obviously film is not going to stay stagnant as this format. We've already seen, you know, changes in the past 20 years, whether it's 3D or these Marvel cinematic universes with 20 films that turn yes. into a TV show in a way on the big screen. What, what do you see as the trends going into the future um, oh for film? Really big question. Yeah. Go wild. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with things that I don't see changing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so obviously exhibition and people coming together as a collective to watch film. I feel like that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. And interesting to just inject right there. Cause when you look at like VR, it is such an individual experience. Yeah. Not to say it can't be social, but like you're not sitting in a crowd doing VR. Yeah, it really does change how you like react to, and yeah. how you respond to film. Um, I think I found Bandersnatch really interesting. And that's why I wrote about it. Sure. Um, because it wasn't something that had been done before. And it might be something we see a bit more in the future. I think maybe within certain genres as opposed to, you know, trying them out with everything. Yeah. You will see a drama with like, you right, know, what right. do you do next? Because that's <laughs> kind of like a, like a video game, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. Um, but that, yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Do you see video games and film kind of coming together? Because I, I kind of certainly do. Yeah. I see them as very similar mediums, just one with this interactivity component. But yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I would definitely... I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a future like that. Yeah. I think especially with all this amazing technology that's around at the moment, I think it's definitely going to be merging a bit right. more. Um, and with, like you said, like, you know, all of these cinematic universes like Marvel, um, they have all these video games for them anyway. Yeah, So true. they're already, I think it's closer than we really think it yeah. is. And if, even if you look at like the credits as well, like the people writing on these things, yeah. it's, it's becoming the same people. Yeah. Um, VFX wise as well. Um, the technology is all the same. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, super interesting. Any other predictions for the future of film? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I'm really intrigued to see where streaming goes. Right. Um, whether it starts to kind of dip. Because uh, I think it has somewhat hindered. I mean, no one can get away from yeah. that. It's really great how Netflix is kind of trying to do loads of collaborations with really big names at the moment. Um, trying to kind of bridge those worlds together as well. But I would love to see maybe a step back from the intensity of streaming and how um, normalized it's become Yeah. when it comes to like watching stuff on the big screen. I think right. there's nothing better. Than so that. I guess the question there is, do you see, obviously there's the hope that this doesn't happen, but do you see cinemas dying out? Oh or, gosh, I hope yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, but you bring up a great point earlier that it is kind of a social collection of people coming together to enjoy something. And you can't really do that in a non-cinema space when it comes to film. Definitely. Every time I've been to um, cinemas like the Prince Charles, everyone's so engaged yeah. and it's such a yeah. nice experience. It really like makes it 10 times more fun. Right. Um, and Parasite was the first screening I've been to in God knows how long where everyone was like um, applauding at the end, yeah. which is great. You don't get that <laughs> if you're watching it like a terrible low quality yeah. in your room on your laptop. It's True. not the same. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll see a reduction in cinemas. 
But on the flip side, maybe that will make going to the cinema even more fun and exciting and more of an event. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where it all goes. Amazing. So I have one last question for you. I always end with this question. Um, do you have any recommendations uh, of film, music, art, etc. for any listeners out there? content to enjoy one recommendation if you have one on top of your mind obviously we've talked a lot about parasite i think we both recommend that yes definitely (laughs) um oh gosh i would say if anyone hasn't seen nightcrawler um i would definitely recommend that um it's just a beautiful character study and i think it's probably my favorite jake jenhol performance incredible so it's a really great film if you haven't seen that (laughs) well check out nightcrawler um thank you so much bella for coming on today i really appreciate it it's been a pleasure um but yeah have a great day and to all our listeners same to you